And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello, and thanks for joining us on this Thursday, July 1st, 2021. Seven minutes past the hour, I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, cyber cooperation between the corporate and federal sectors still has a long way to go. Plus, agencies operating jails and prisons had a hard time keeping them COVID-free. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, a vendor on the short list to build the Postal Service's next-generation delivery vehicle says it was unfairly disqualified from the $3 billion contract. The electric vehicle company Workhorse says USPS took its prototype out of consideration over a crash into a ditch that was due to a driver's error. The bid protest, though, adds to pressure USPS is facing from Congress over that contract award. For more on these and a few other postal issues, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me. And Workhorse says what about the protest? Workhorse was one of three finalists that the Postal Service invited to participate in designing and testing a prototype vehicle. And that's really where things fell apart. Workhorse says that the Postal Service took it out of consideration after it claimed a faulty parking brake was responsible for this vehicle rolling down a hill and into a ditch and ultimately injuring the test track driver who was driving that vehicle. Workhorse, in its retelling of that story, says that it really was user error that the USPS test track driver mistakenly left the vehicle and drive, then got out of it, walked around to the cargo area and was opening that up. And then at that time, again, the vehicle rolled down the hill and into the ditch. And so, you know, a, a serious situation, but two different versions of that scenario. Meanwhile, Workhorse really kind of lays out the serious investment that they made into this bidding process that they spent six years and more than six million dollars designing a prototype just for this contract bid. Well, they shouldn't feel too bad because in the 1930s, a prototype bomber crashed during a test run in front of Army Air Corps officials. And the reason for the crash was that someone had forgotten to take out locks on control surfaces. So it crashed. But Nevertheless, that went on to become the B-17, the mighty airplane. So maybe there's hope. Meantime, Workhorse had what to say about the winning bid from well-known Oshkosh Defense. Workhorse expressed some serious concerns with what Oshkosh Defense put forward here. The vendor claims that Oshkosh submitted a prototype vehicle that was entirely different than the one selected for production and that the winning design ultimately skipped the prototype phase altogether. So a big award for a contract that, as Workhorse claims, was never really tested in the real world. Workhorse also claims that the Postal Service in this final contract award agreed to pay Oshkosh $482 million just to finish the development of this vehicle concept before it ever enters into production. And so just to give you some context here, Oshkosh is on the hook to produce up to 165,000 of these vehicles. And so uh, that's a big responsibility for a vehicle that is allegedly not even finished yet. Workhorse also kind of propping up their bid says that they were the only finalists to propose an all-electric vehicle fleet, that they designed their vehicle in a highly compressed time frame. They completed their initial design in one year and built six prototypes in 18 weeks. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. So yes, quite a different approach than each company had. And Oshkosh Defense 
they've had a few things to say about the bid protest against them. A few things, but not much. A Nashkosh spokesperson said that they are aware of the bid protest, but certainly because of the ongoing legal nature of that, they said that the company wouldn't comment further on the proceedings. Oshkosh Defense did say, though, that they have the resources and the capabilities needed to deliver any mix of vehicles that the USPS orders, and they'll have until February of 2022 to place that initial order. Got it. Well, maybe Oshkosh could give Postal Service officials a MRAP so that they can navigate the minefields of congressional oversight of this whole thing. And let's get to that, Jory. Lawmakers have not been happy with this whole vehicle contract. What's the latest going on there? A quick recap there. House Democrats have been unhappy with the Postal Service's answers of how electric vehicles are going to fit into its final mix of this next generation fleet. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy initially told Congress that only about 10% of its new fleet would be electric vehicles. He later revised that to say that that 10% was only a floor, not a ceiling. But he did say, look, the Postal Service is in tough financial situations. The electric vehicles would be more expensive and they'll buy what they can afford. And that ultimately resulted in a bill being introduced in the House that would give the Postal Service $6 billion. But in exchange, they would have to agree to order 65% of its next generation fleet to be electric vehicles. So that's where things stand right now. And overarching in all of this is that President Joe Biden, early in his administration, signed an executive order directing all federal agencies to move towards a zero emission fleet. But let's remember that the Postal Service makes up about a third of that federal fleet overall. So they're a big piece of it. Well, if they get electric vehicles that die on the road, then they'll have a good reason for delivering the mail slower under the strategic plan, I guess, not to make fun of the whole thing. And so what is the plan now with Postal? Are they going to proceed with this contract? Are they going to go with Oshkosh conventionally powered vehicles and that's it? Or are they going to try to get something electric so they can get to that money? Well, this is definitely not the final word on this. I imagine that there's going to be more proceedings uh, in terms of this bid protest, and we'll get more answers on on how all these parties ultimately plan on moving forward with this. But yeah, the the latest that we've heard is that you know, the Postal Service has every intention of moving ahead with Oshkosh defense. And what is Congress doing with Postal Service with respect to that reform plan writ large, as they've said that some first-class delivery is simply not going to be as fast as it has been traditionally. Yeah, the latest development there is that the Postal Service, as part of this 10-year reform plan, is looking at slowing down the delivery of its first-class package service. These aren't your typical packages. These are lightweight packages that weigh less than a pound, and they're typically used for things like prescription drugs and small electronics. Under this plan, about a third of these packages delivered through this first-class package service would move from three-day delivery to four- or five-day The remaining two-thirds of the volume wouldn't experience any changes, although about 4% of the volume would actually see a service upgrade from three days to two days. And meanwhile, the Postal Service is justifying this by saying that it would save at least $55 million annually if it goes with a slower service. The logic being there is that they would rely less heavily on its air carriers to move these packages across the country, and that would instead rely on its ground transportation network of trucks that it owns. And what about that first-class regular stamp mail slowdown? That is still an ongoing concern for the Postal Regulatory Commission. They are considering an advisory opinion on that, an advisory opinion that is not binding, however. The Postal Service can choose to move forward even if the commission ultimately hands down a 
negative opinion of this service change, but this would be something that would impact 40% of first class mail volume and would also be a similar slowdown situation of moving things from three day delivery to four or five day delivery. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, agencies operating prisons and jails had a hard time keeping them COVID free. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.